0: Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcasts exist to equip you to know God and make Him known through text-driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Texture and Podcast, as we are in the middle of a series dealing with spiritual warfare, how we can be as believers, overcomers, as it applies uh, to our daily life and just the battle that is waging. Uh, in our flesh, against our flesh and our spirit, and this is called spiritual warfare. We recognize that our battle is not against flesh and blood, other people, but it's, it's against Satan. It's against the demons that he has, it's against his schemes and his tactics that he brings against us as fiery darts to destroy our Christian life. You know, the Christian is the greatest threat to Satan's agenda. It's also his greatest opportunity. Uh, As believers, we're his greatest threat because the mission that we have been given as believers, is to go and make disciples. That is that our responsibility is to go into all the world and to those who are in the kingdom of darkness to shine the light of the gospel and to show them the path of truth through Christ Jesus, so that they can have a relationship with their heavenly Father and know that their heavenly Father loves them and uh, sent His only Son Jesus to die and to forgive them of their sins. So we are his greatest threat because in doing that, uh, we are snatching out of the fire, as the book of Jude says, those who are of the domain, uh, dominion of the domain of darkness. But we're also his greatest ally. Now, why do I say we're Satan's greatest ally? I say this because... Christians who are not pursuing holiness, Christians who are not fighting the battle against their flesh, Christians who are allowing the schemes and tactics of Satan to influence their life to such an extent that there is no distinct difference between a Christian and a lost person. That individual is one of the greatest allies Satan has. Why? Because what Satan will do is he will convince those who are lost to look at the hypocrisy of those who are saved and say, look, Jesus is not powerful enough to fix them, so why should I change? Why is there a need for me to be any different if I can live the same way that I am now and uh, uh, be just like that so-called Christian? What would be the point of changing? And, and to be honest with you, that is a very good argument that uh, Satan uses, tactic that Satan uses to keep someone who does not have a relationship with God from a relationship with God. He utilizes the hypocritical nature of believers and shows them to be a fraud, claiming to be righteous, claiming to be right with God, but living a life that is contrary to who they are in Christ. So as believers, we can be the Satan's greatest threat or we can be Satan's greatest ally. And this actually is illustrated by C.S. Lewis and his book, Screwtape Letters. He says that the greatest ally is the church itself. He says, do not misunderstand me. I do not mean the churches we see here spread throughout all of time, uh, terrible as an army with battle. That makes our boldest tempters uneasy. But instead, what he argues, C.S. Lewis in his book, Screwtape Letters, is that the church That is not living for Christ is one of Satan's greatest allies. So, With that in mind, that's why we're in this series of spiritual warfare, because we do not want to be an ally of Satan. Instead, we want to be an ally of Christ. We want to be one of his ambassadors. We want to be waging the good warfare against the uh, kingdom of darkness, pushing it back and extending the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, to every part of our life and every part of our community, and Lord willing, to every tribe, every nation, and every Tongue. So we've been walking through these different pieces of the armor of God. And now we come to a very important piece of the armor. And you'll notice, we'll pick it up, uh, our context in Ephesians chapter six, beginning in verse 10. Let's get our context and then we'll zone in on this piece of armor. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, The last piece of armor that I want to talk to you about is the armor known as the Sword of the Spirit. Now, as we look at all the rest of the pieces of armor that we've studied so far, they have all been defensive or preparatory pieces of armor. You have the preparation such as the belt of truth. You need that on. That's one of the primary foundational things. If you don't have on the belt of truth, you're not going to have any of the other pieces of armor in their right Place the breastplate of righteousness that is a protective piece, it's guarding your heart, the shoes of your feet, that stability and mobility. You're stable against the onslaught of Satan's schemes, you're uh, mobile as you're moving through the world uh, that you live in. You also have the shield of faith that it extinguishes those fiery darts that are cl- coming against us. Again, that's a defensive a piece of armor helmet of salvation that's defensive protecting your mind but as we deal with the sword of the spirit we not only have a defensive weapon we also have an offensive weapon i want to talk about the sword of the spirit in a defensive way and in an offensive way The sword of the Spirit helps to defend you from the attacks of Satan. Now, how is that the case? You have to go once again all the way back to the beginning of the book of Ephesians. When you go back to the beginning of the book of Ephesians and you read in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us In Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places now when you read that verse in verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1 that we have been blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places when you read that that is the verse that you hold on to to defend yourself against the lies of Satan See, Satan loves to be a liar. He is a deceiver. That's what his name means, the deceiver. And in his deception, he likes to try to convince us as God's children that we really are not blessed, that we really do not have anything, that we are really in a bad and terrible place. But as we read through Ephesians chapter 1, we read that phrase over and over and over that we are in Christ, that we are in him, that we are in Jesus. And because we are in Christ, we are in him, we are able to be defended against the lies of satan see satan wants to tell you that you're nothing you're worthless you're hopeless you'll never amount to anything but we know because of the word of god we are able to put up the sword of the word of god and defend ourselves from those harmful attacks So by believing in scripture, by believing in what God has revealed of himself and what he says to us, we are defending ourselves from the attacks of Satan. But not only is the word of God a defensive weapon, it is also an offensive weapon. The Word of God allows us to go on the offense. It allows us to now defeat Satan. Now, how does that happen? The Bible describes it as the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So instead of just putting up the sword to defend yourself, you can now go on the offensive and push back. Not only these lies, but these tactics, and cut through them, showing their faultiness, showing their, uh, showing them to be as humiliating of an argument as they truly are. Now, let me give you an example of this. this. Is a passage of scripture that we've already looked at several times in these episodes, but in Second Corinthians, chapter. 10. I want you to listen to what the Apostle Paul says, beginning in verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Now, notice that. Notice the offensive nature of our weapons. It is able to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we're able to take into captivity all of those things so that we're able to obey Christ. Now, let's deal with what he says there about destroying strongholds. It is important to understand that the Bible has the ability to cut through the strongholds that Satan tries to uh, captivate us in, tries to capture us in, that God's Word has the ability to cut through that and set us free. Let's take an uh, easy illustration of this. Addictions addictions, some would say are voluntary or even maybe involuntary, uh, responses that a person does. And these addictions can be in many different fields, addicted to things such as pornography or addicted to things such as alcohol or drugs, uh, addicted to money, addicted to you, you name it. And These addictions have that object to them that they want, and and people will say that that's either a voluntary choice or an involuntary choice. Well, I've got news for you. As you begin to apply the Word of God to your life, those addictions can be defeated. You know somebody that uh, uh, has the addiction of alcohol in their life? As they begin to apply the word of God into their life, that stronghold of that addiction can be done away with. There is not an addiction that Satan uh, captures a person with that the word of God is not strong enough to defeat. Notice the passage says, but we have the divine power in our weapon to destroy strongholds now either that verse is true or it is not so what we need to do as believers is to stop walking around as defeated people to the addictions of this world and instead we need to rise up go to war with the offensive weapon that god has given to us the word of god applying that to our life and watch as scripture cuts through the cords of these addictions, and sets free the believer. So, good news today. God's Word is your defense and your offense in the battle against Satan. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Text Driven Podcast. For more resources like this one, I encourage you to go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. If you're ever in the Southwest Florida area, we would love to have you come and worship with us at one of our campuses, whether that be in Amakali or in Ave Maria. You can find the time and location on our website as well. Please know that we're praying for you, and I'm praying that you'll live a text-driven life. God bless.